You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Let's go into the uh, into the team camps for the first time in our pregame show. And uh, the first team we'll uh, have a preview of is the Gold Coast Suns. And joining us now on the pregame show is Tate Kasler, the defensive assistant coach from the Suns. Tate, welcome to AFL Nation. No, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, at the end of uh, last week's game against the, the Swans, a pretty uh, disappointing loss, I'm sure, to start the season. But Stuart Dew highlighted the uh, maybe the lack of, of work rate that, um, that your team exhibited last week. How have you guys addressed that during the week? Yeah, you're right. I mean, we come up against a really red-hot uh, Sydney Swans and their pressure was outstanding. And it was probably our inability to be able to sustain that for the whole period of time where we could put pressure back on them. Um, look, we've addressed it around, you know, we just see, need to see more numbers in the screen. Um, we need ability to outnumber at every contest where we can. And we know we're up against another side that's, you know, quite fast and will take the game on as quick as they can. So it's really important that our contest work, our, our what you call layer one and layer two is, is on song and we we keep as much heat on the ball as possible. Tate, it's nice to have uh, nice to have Lockie Weller back in the lineup as well, tearing his ACL last year. You've brought him in along with a few others, but I also wanted to ask you about Marby Orchol. You've left him out of the lineup. Was there structural reasons for that? Um, look, there was a few things. One was um, potentially structure, you know, where we a little bit too big ahead of the ball and probably that was one thing we felt last week where the, the ball emptied our forward line, you know, too easily. Um, and the other one was just, you know, the form. You know, we've had a couple of guys obviously with Ben King back as well from his ACL from last year and Lukosius playing on the wing. We just wanted to have a look at a slightly different mix um, with another small forward in Mally Roses to see if we can apply a little bit more pressure. So, look, Marbs went back and um, played a, a solid game in the VFL yesterday, so um, his responsibility now is to keep putting pressure back on the team and try and get himself back in. Piglet, I know you uh, <laughs> are responsible. Your technical term is defensive coach, but you know the game now is about you know the whole team defending when you haven't got the ball. Gold Coast have been known over the over the past you know decade or so that is a team that's got plenty of talent when the ball is in hand, and that's the natural uh, instinct and in the way that young players play. How have you found trying to teach these guys to, to, to really instinctively go from, okay, we don't have the ball, now I need to help defend. And even when we do have the ball but I can't be impactful, I need to be start to or need to start to think about defence. How have you found trying to uh, teach that to young talented guys? Yeah, JJ, as you know, mate, it is, it's probably one of the hardest parts of the game, the transition from offence to defence. Um, you watch most teams and most sports and everyone's really good at running offensively, but the defence is the part that, um, you know, wins games. So, look, we've taken um, an approach over this over the last couple of years and we, we slowly feel like we're starting to understand the principles around um, getting out, emptying out, making trying to slow teams down and getting into a, into a system and a position where we can, you know, be dominant and own as much ground as possible. So, 
look, we feel that we're starting to get a real um, breakthrough in that area. I feel like our midfield group now, as we know with Rao, Anderson, Miller, they're really good at winning the footy. But what we've been pleasantly surprised with now is how they've taken on that ability to transition when they don't have the footy. I think the other thing is when you move the ball, people forget a little bit that the way you move the ball can also help set up your defence. So um, I suppose that's been an area of strategy that we've used in times that, you know, sometimes if you go really fast, you actually make the ground bigger to defend for yourself. So um, at times it's, yeah, you need to go, but there's also times where you need to, um, you know, possess the ball, maintain it a little bit, move it with a little bit more method until you get into the front half when you can attack and you really set up behind the ball. So that's probably a couple of areas, mate, that we've we've really worked on over this pre-season. Talk to me about that midfield because though, you know, um, Miller's an outstanding player, Rail is as well, Anderson is, but you typically ask those guys to play high minutes and high game time in and around the footy and it can be a, a task, particularly as you said, you're asking them to win the footy around the clinches and try and drive that ball inside 50, but also defend when you haven't got the footy. Who are some guys that we can look for today and as the season progresses who are going to help carry that load around the footy? Because, you know, the, the best midfields have got five, six, seven guys who can go in there and, and competently get the job done. So who have you got uh, in your squad who can step up and help those three or four guys around the footy? Yeah, it's a really good point, JJ, and I think we'll see the, you know, the evolution of a guy called Sam Flanders. He's one that um, was sort of in and out of the team last year, but he's had an outstanding pre-season. He's the fittest he's ever been, and he's now complementing our our midfield mix where he can go through there. We've got um, Braden Fiorini today as well. We've got Dave Swallow who'll play a little bit of wing and inside. As you've mentioned, Took, um, Noah and Rowley. So there's, you know, six guys that we feel can go through there consistently, but we still feel there's guys like Ben Ainsworth who works pretty high up the ground that can play, you know, that sort of high forward midfield type role as well. So we feel that we're starting to build a little bit more depth in that area. Um, we've got Bailey Humphrey, obviously, that's um, playing VFL at the moment that's going to be an outstanding talent and a kid with, you know, a lot of potential as well. So there's some really exciting things to um, looking forward. But again, we've got to make sure that we get the job done here today to, to get our supporters back on board. Tate, just uh, quickly to clarify, there was a few rumours. It seemed pretty ambiguous before the game that Took Miller might be a late out. It seems like he's, I think we spotted him in boots earlier. Just clarify that he'll, he'll play or not today. Yeah, no, Took's all good. He'll play. Yep, he's right. all good. Excellent. Uh, Lockie Weller, he's coming back, as, as John said a moment ago, coming back from, a, from an ACL injury and he's been uh, brought straight into the team today. Was there a thought to maybe give him a, a run in the VFL first? Um, oh, look, there was some consideration, but Lockie's trained for four weeks with the full group now. So he's had four weeks under his belt of full high quality. He's been doing our, our match sim um, over the last couple of weeks as well. So, look, he's really, you know, ready to go. And as they say, you know, you, you rolls Royce, you don't really roll them out in the dirt tracks every often, every so often. So, um, look, we, we feel that Lockie's going to be, you know, totally valuable for us. And I think the expectation for him has got to be limited early because he is coming off an ACL, which... Fantastically for him, it's only taken nine months. So it's a really, really good story. But uh, again, he's going to be one that will be really valuable for us with our ball movement going forward out of our back half. Tate, last one from me. Uh, you're obviously in charge of the backs. We just saw Sam Collins walk behind you a moment ago. Now, have you got anything to do with the setup of, of his of his mullet, the <laughs> the uh, the weird looking stash that he's rolling with? He, he was kicking goals down there. I'm sure he's playing defence, but. Um, do you talk to him much about the, the fashion statement he's making? 
No, not really. Look, uh, for me, as long as Colo performs every week, he can have whatever haircut he wants. Look, um, no, look, it's it's not great, I'll be honest. But, um, look, you can't do much for someone like me that's starting to lose it at all. I think for these guys, um, now any style they want to go with, as long as they perform, I'm happy with that. Tate, tell us uh, how you've had to restructure your defence this season because you've lost a, a bit of personnel at the moment with Lemons, Butterick and Powell all out injured, Jack Bowes going to the Cats. So there's a couple of different names that we might not be familiar with seeing down in defence with Bodie Yulin debuting last week, Charlie Constable was playing in the back half and Darcy McPherson as well. How have you had to sort of uh, modify your back six on the fly? Yeah, look, it's been a, I'd say, exciting challenge. It's given a lot of opportunities to guys that, you know, probably felt that they might have been, you know, out of the out of the loop. But guys like Charlie Constable, um, he's come in. He sort of plays our third tall now. Um, he can play higher up the ground. He's a really good ball user. Um, he's been fantastic. Obviously, we brought Ben Long in over the trade period from St Kilda. Um, you know, hard at the footy, um, gives us a bit of run out of the back half as well. Um, Darcy McPherson played a little bit back there last year, so we feel like. We've got the guys that can replace. Obviously, as you said, we're missing um, Powley, who thankfully you know had a half in the VFL um, yesterday. So hopefully he's not too far away. Lemons um, should hopefully play next week as well. So um, yeah, we're starting to get a few um, few guys back. We've obviously got Mac Andrew, who will be available next week as well, who's a really exciting prospect. So I think the thing is we've we've given guys the opportunity to uh, perform and bring their strengths to the floor, and we've seen a few guys um, take that opportunity now. So it's really important that we keep gelling and, and as you know there's it's we can't just have seven guys performing each week we need a back line of about 16 guys that are playing trademark performance every week that it's it's easy for us if someone goes down that we can replace them as quick as possible last one Tate before we let you go what's uh, Essendon's biggest strength strength what are you uh, looking to, to try and nullify from the bombers today yeah look their biggest strength is is space I think if they get um, space out on the wings or or through the corridor that's when they're most damaging so I think the most important thing for us today is to take away their time and space and hopefully create the game and get it into a bit more of a contest where we feel that we've got the upper hand on them thank you very much Tate uh, appreciate your time and good luck today thanks guys pleasure